it kind of reminds me of high school a little bit. It's like you have like the goths and then you have like um, like the kid core, you know, which is like teddy bears and rainbows and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then like cottage core, I don't know if you know what that is, like prairie dresses and like uh, picnic type. Get into it, get into it. You have 1,000 plus reviews. You have 36K followers and you sold 2,050 2, items, so. Yeah, um, and actually probably more than that uh, because there's a certain way that Depop tracks like how much you've sold, but we're not even getting into all that. Like I'm not, see, I'm not here to brag, but just like I have sold quite a lot um, like through Depop and through some other online platforms and just through my Instagram. But yes, Depop is a very um, like niche kind of market. Um, so yeah, the culture is very young, um, vintage is like what's very popular, like some hype beast type stuff. And I feel like, um, there's kind of like an interesting, like, like intertwining with like TikTok now that like TikTok is a big thing, like Depop and like TikTok is like this whole, like kind of like intertwined social thing. Um, but yeah, it's very, uh, very interesting. I, I started selling on a completely different um, platform. I started selling on Poshmark, which is um, probably more of my age group plus. So it's like, um, like mid twenties to like, I would say like early forties. So it's a complete, I came from a completely different background and I really found um, myself with Depop actually. I felt like I could resonate more with like what was going on there and like the style. Um, and it's, it really helped me kind of figure out like where I wanted to take my business. And it's like really helped me quite a bit. Um, but yeah, the culture, <laughs> there, there's all kinds of different things going on there. Like, um, as far as like the fashion, like I said, like vintage is very popular, but like, then you get into like these little, like kind of like subcategories. So like you have like, it kind of reminds me of high school a little bit. It's like, you have like the goths and then you have like, um, like the kid core, you know, which is like teddy bears and rainbows and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then like, cottage core. I don't know if you know what that is, like prairie dresses and like uh, picnic type style. Like it's just very interesting. It just reminds me of like the high school cafeteria. Like every like table is, is different, but it's all like in this one platform. So that's probably the best way I would describe Depop. It's like high school <laughs> in a way, which I guess would kind of make sense considering the, the age group that is on there typically, if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. I, um, I tried Depop a little bit. Uh, I think I still have my Depop, but I, like you, I started at Poshmark, honestly. Yeah. I'm still selling Poshmark. I feel, I think I stopped doing Depop because I didn't have a large, a large closet to sell. I feel like some people not some people, but Depop is really great for people who have, um, I thought maybe a vintage style was more preferred on Depop and I didn't have too much of that. But you know, people, I seen also, also people saw just a whole bunch of random clothes. Like, they do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, that's kind of like the thing. I mean, you can, you can kind of sell like any type of clothing on there. There's definitely things that sell better um 
like, you know, like the vintage t-shirts, vintage denim, like that's, I'm really big in, into denim. Um, that sells very well for me. Um, but yeah, I would say like, it is kind of true. Sometimes having more is what helps you sell more, um, for sure, because just people can, you know, scroll endlessly and, you know, probably find something they want rather than like, if you only have like 10 items, like people probably aren't going to keep coming back to your Depop. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, that's definitely what helped me when I started this out. I didn't really know what I was doing. It just kind of started as like a little side hustle thing. I really only started getting into it because I um, was selling things out of my personal closet and, and then I started doing that on Poshmark and like everything sold like very fast. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like I have all this extra money. Like I want to keep doing this. How do I keep doing this? And like, I literally did like a research, like some research on, it. I was like, how are people selling items on Poshmark? You know what I mean? So I was like, where are they getting like this endless like inventory? And it was kind of funny, but I never put two and two together because like I knew about reselling. I just didn't know people were using like things like Poshmark or Depop to do reselling. Um, because really those kind of platforms really just, I would, in my opinion, started out just as a way to like clear out your own personal closet. That's how, you know, a lot of these apps started. Um, and now it's kind of definitely, I would say like resellers have definitely taken over on a lot of these, um, like apps like Poshmark and Depop. And obviously we know, you know, eBay and stuff like that. There's Grailed now, which is like mm -hmm. more. Um, I think like men's like hype beast type stuff and vintage. So yeah, there's so many out there. Um, but Depop is pretty much what I stick with for now, at least. <laughs> Got you. Depop, Depop is, um, I always, I thought it was interesting. There's a lot more than that. I guess I got to look at it. Like maybe I should check out Grail. Maybe there's some stuff I want to buy. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I don't really check it out that much just because like I typically sell like I mean, I consider my clothes to be for anyone. Anyone who wants to wear them can wear them, man, woman, in between. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, but I think Grail is definitely more, like, specifically menswear. Um, so I don't really, like, go on there too much. But I, I, I know, like, there's, they got their own thing popping off. So <laughs> definitely check it out. You might find something you like. <laughs> uh, I, hear, I heard some stuff in the news. Like, I just hear things very out the grapevine. And I heard like, yo, there's like deep pop drama sometimes. Like, there's like people reselling stuff from like AliExpress, like, and yeah. new stuff that they're getting for like a dollar, like up to like ten dollars or something for like flipping it for like I don't know, like thirty sometimes. Let's talk yeah. So there is, um, yeah, there is, there is drama. I mean, I feel like any like when you get into online anything, right? There's always drama that follows. So. Yes, um, there was kind of like a really big issue with um, the drop shipping. And really what the issue was stemming from was people saying that um, something was shipping from one place, but really it was shipping, you know, from China. And so basically what people were doing was they were just taking um, like the entire catalog on AliExpress, literally just taking the pictures copying, you know, the measurements and everything and making listings on Depop and then selling them like for significantly more. Now, like when it comes to reselling, yes, like you are flipping things, right? You're, you buy low, you sell high. But I think really the issue more was like people felt like Depop is for like it's supposed to be a more sustainable option. 
um, which is why like vintage and just like, you know, thrifted items do very well in there. People kind of want like to find something that's more sustainable rather than just like buying something that's been mass produced, that's like poor quality. Um, and so there were, there were a lot of issues with that. Um, I feel like they've toned down a little bit, like the issues aren't as bad as they were. Um, but it's still, it's still around. And like, I don't think it's ever really going to go away. Like people are always going to be buying things off of AliExpress. Now maybe they have to like buy them and have it sent to them and then send it out. But people were literally just taking, um, taking people's money and then purchasing the item on AliExpress for them and just having it sent, you know, so they weren't really doing anything other than just being like a middleman. And I think a lot of people had an issue with that. Um, and just like the lack of transparency, I think like that's really important. Like just be transparent about what you're doing. Like if you're going to resell things from AliExpress, I mean, more power to you do it, but like buy the item, get it sent to you, like do some quality control. Don't just like pass it off as like, Oh, I have this item in my possession, but really like I don't. And I'm just plugging in your information onto like, you know, this Chinese website and having this item sent to you all the way from China. And it takes, you know, two months to get to you, but like, I'm going to tell you it doesn't. So like, that's, I think like the big issue and the drama with that. And then like, there is like outside drama outside of like the, the drop shipping thing. Um, there's a whole Instagram dedicated to Depop drama, literally called Depop drama. And it's um, mostly in my opinion, just for like entertainment and pretty funny. It's just like screenshots of like people's DMs asking crazy questions or just like having ridiculous arguments about whether something got shipped or whether it didn't and just really silly stuff. It's very entertaining and I suggest like anybody who's not following it, if you're into like the reselling thing or into Depop, definitely give it, like definitely check it out. It's pretty, pretty entertaining. <laughs> I wonder who made that. That's like so crazy. I know, it's like some anonymous person. It kind of reminds me of like, I don't know if you, I'm sure you know what Reddit is, mm -hmm. uh, but it kind of reminds me of that. So it's just like, you know, some anonymous person has like made this Depop drama Instagram page and people send in their submissions with screenshots. And I'm sure like some of it is kind of faked, you know, a little bit just for entertainment value, but I'm sure some of them are real because I've gotten some crazy messages myself. <laughs> you want to share some of those messages? Not sure, but just say like a couple things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like just silly stuff. Like sometimes people like to use like Depop as like their like personal tender. Like, you know, they see because I personally like I model all of my items and my face is in there. So like, you know, just sending ridiculous messages like, hey, can I get your Snapchat? And I'm just like, bye. Like, you know what I mean? Like just things that I'm not going to respond to. Um, some other things that like, sometimes get a little bit creepy. Like I don't check all of my notifications. I get thousands of notifications every day, but sometimes I'll notice, I'll see, you know, somebody might like an item of mine. Say, I'm, let's say I'm modeling a bathing suit. Right. Mm -hmm. And I see, and I'm like looking and I'm like, this is, this is an interesting picture. And I'll click on that person's profile and they've got nothing saved, but just like women in bikinis or close up shots of, you know, like, a t-shirt with it just shows their chest like you know just kind of using like depop as their own personal spank bank and it's just very it's very disturbing usually depop is good about like if you report them they'll they'll get rid of the profile but they're 
you know, that's online culture for you. There's always going to be someone out there like using something through what it's not supposed to be. <laughs> so everybody's gonna find some other way to get there, you know, get there. Get their thing going, you know. Oh yeah, totally. It's just, it is what it is. So I mean, you gotta you gotta figure out a way to protect yourself and just know like that's gonna be out there, just like with anything when it comes to like online. It's just it's kind of forever. So you have to decide like what your comfort level is with that. So what's uh what's your next steps? Oh, next steps, man. Okay, so um, for me. Right now, what I've been doing is um, some pop-up shops locally. I'm trying to become a little bit more known, um, like, in my own city. Um, it's it's kind of interesting because vintage is not, like, a big thing where I'm from. I live in Anchorage, Alaska, and we're kind of, like, you know, we're, we're in our own little world over here. We're literally not connected to the rest of the United States, and, like, it kind of shows um, things, like, trends, um, show up late here like they show up very late here and so while vintage you know shops are on every corner you know in major cities like there just isn't really anything like that out here so i am kind of i mean there there there's very few i won't say there's absolutely none there's very very few and like um so i'm kind of trying to just put my feelers out there and see like you know how like my city is going to respond to these things. So I've been like doing some pop-up shops with some other local businesses. Um, I'm getting to the point where I'm needing to uh, like get and like rent an office um, because I'm, I've been doing this out of my house for two years and I'm just like, you know, clothes are piling up and overflowing and I've got lighting kits and racks full of clothes and just like everything is everywhere. So that's kind of like my next move is just, taking it, taking it, you know, another step up. I'm always trying to be more refined. I'm always trying to be better. And um, so that's, that's what's on my mind heavy right now. I know one person who's from Alaska and he's, he was like a youth pastor. And when he came to the city, it was very different. And I can, I can picture that I assume you're probably like starting like an you're like opening up a new market over there doing pop-ups yeah. and stuff. Like I think that that would be really good for you doing that in Alaska because like honestly I think that that's that's really great movement moving forward. Like you know props to you for like you know being able to communicate and collab and network with people to do the pop-ups. Could you touch up on that? Like um how yeah. you for people who are trying to do pop-ups around it yeah so it's actually this is like kind of like another thing that i would say like came out of like covid is like i think a lot of local businesses it really makes me sad to see like small businesses like having to close because of covid like you know like the closures and stuff and so i feel like a lot of um local businesses are just trying trying new things right now and like trying to figure out a way to be like a little bit more innovative or just like band together. And I felt like, um, kind of like after like, or like that first wave of like the black lives matter movement, like, um, with George Floyd, I was getting a lot more exposure, like on my Instagram page and I was getting more exposure, like locally, someone had, um, made a, created a list of like, um, black businesses in Alaska. Um, and the list was sadly quite short, um, but I was one of them on there. And so like, I was getting a lot more followers that were local 
Um, and I felt like other businesses were seeing me. Um, and some businesses I've already had like, you know, somewhat of a relationship with, but I've kind of always been a little bit kind of quiet and just like doing my own online thing, just because like, it's kind of scary for me to put myself out there in my own city, because it's like, these are people that I'm going to run into like on the street or like when I'm out through like, just like, it's a totally different thing. Like when I'm on the internet, it's like, none of these people really like, they know me, like how I present myself, like on the internet, but like, I'm never really going to like run into them in person. So it's just like kind of one of those things. Like I was kind of protecting myself and like protecting my baby, which was, you know, my shop. Um, so I had, um, a, a business reach out to me and asked if I wanted to do a pop-up and we did it and it went really well. And now, um, we're going to be like, I think we're going to be doing like a monthly thing out of it. Like, so, um, that was a really great connection to make. Um, I also did a pop-up at a local, um, bar that my, me and my fiance actually met there. He used to work there. Um, and so I did a pop-up there and it went really well. And I feel like, um, like going on, like I have a better relationship with, you know, a few businesses and like, it's going to really help me out. Um, and it's just like a really, it's a good way for me to like, kind of, like I said, dip my toes in and just like get a little bit more exposure locally because it is a lot to, um, kind of like invest in like a brick and mortar, you know what I mean? And like yeah. actually like open up a store. I'm not like quite there yet and just like everything with COVID like it's still kind of scary but I feel like I'm I'm getting a little bit more confident and like figuring out like where I'm gonna take this if that makes sense it does it does yeah. I brave um that's very important to like think about and I, I think that's very realistic um yeah. what's your advice for the future black leaders of tomorrow Okay, my advice for the future Black leaders of tomorrow. Um, I would say, number one, like, you have to be confident in who you are. Um, and really try to surround yourself with people who are going to be, like, truly supportive of you. I feel like, I feel like being a Black person in America, like, you you're almost like it sometimes it feels like you're representing all black people <laughs> i i know i know you know what i'm talking about like and i know like all the black people that are going to be listening to this like probably know what i'm talking about it always kind of feels like you are the representative for all black people so like i try to keep that in mind but like also just like stay true to yourself and like do what feels right to you um and keep like those good people around you like i have very supportive people in my life and like it it helps tremendously because like being black in America can be very like taxing on your like mental especially like with things that are going on right now um so make sure to give back to yourself first um and like keep a good circle around you and just keep going man like you have to you like keep the fire and the passion for whatever it is that you have, like keep that fire and passion burning. Um, because without that, like it, it, everything else is going to die. Like, you know what I mean? You're not going to be able to do what it is that you're trying to do. Um, you have to keep the passion and you have to feel good about what you're doing. Get in touch. Get in touch.
Hey, what's up, guys? It's Matt. Thanks for tuning in to the first season of All Black. We will be uploading episodes every week. If you like the content, please like, please share. If you want to take it a step further, check us out on Kickstarter. The audio will be streaming on all major podcast streaming stations, and the video will be on YouTube and IG. Thanks again for tuning in.